0: We are in
1: the midst of the eight days of Hanukkah, so yes, I am here with my co-host David Figler to talk about all the delicious Hanukkah foods in Las Vegas. Hag Samia. is that, is
2: that <laughs> okay? How you, yeah, sure.
1: Is that how you say it? Teach me. Say I, it right.
2: I don't know how to say it right, even though I am uh, technically the resident Jew of CityCast Las Vegas. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Anyone knows how to pronounce that word right. Okay, well, happy Hanukkah. Thanks. You too.
1: Thanks. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas.
2: Okay, David. Yes, Vogue, hi.
1: Hi. <laughs> what are your memories of Hanukkah foods growing up in Las Vegas?
2: So are you asking what my mom made for Hanukkah?
1: Yeah. If uh, I mean... Okay,
2: easy. Reservations. Ow. Such an old Jewish <laughs> no. joke. Uh, it's no. so true. I was just waiting for you to set me up there, and you <sighs> came so close, so I... Kind of had to assist myself. Anyway. I
1: don't have the capability. Well, no,
2: you talk about your
1: mom and your background. Yeah, so I know better.
2: M- mom wasn't the greatest cook. I love, I love, I love mom, but she was not the greatest cook. You know, uh, most Jewish holidays, with the exceptional ones where you have to fast mm. and then eat a lot of food, yes. are about eating a lot of food. I do have many a memory of brisket because that was her fave. Mm. And uh, brisket was pretty much a traditional meal for any gathering under the jewish roof Mm -hmm. it was lots of lots of juicy gravy some onions around it when mom put her mind to it she made very decent brisket we also would have potato latkes in the house but i sinkingly don't recall her making them herself i think that they were outsourced uh we didn't have a trader joe's back in ye olden days of Uh, david's youth
1: outsourced from where
2: (laughs) I think other Jewish people, I think. Oh. Um, we used to have, I, I recall, and this may still happen somewhere in the community, but we were much smaller in Las Vegas back in the seventies. So there used to be little Hanukkah fairs, and, and that would be a place to kind of dip into Hanukkah foods, uh, including the little gelts. You know what those are? Oh, the I, little no. golden coins that had the worst oh, milk chocolate inside. I have eaten that those. Was, They're delicious, yes, but I yes. have a sugar problem. Also, <laughs> Also part of a Hanukkah tradition, so oh, that makes really in the, the little mesh bags. And yeah, in the little mesh bags. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And in fact, true to Las Vegas slash Jewish culture, the whole thing about Hanukkah is it has like this gambling game at the middle of it. So you know the <laughs> dreidel. We all know the dreidel. I made you all out the of Gentile quick. kids had to mm-hmm, do the one, mm-hmm. the one and only, at the time Hanukkah song mm-hmm, for the winter mm-hmm. pageant or holiday pageant, whatever. Right. <laughs> so. What you didn't realize probably is that the the whole dreidel, dreidel, dreidel thing with all the little letters on the site yes. is a game where you win and lose these Hanukkah guilt.
1: Okay. How and do so you, win? you got
2: kids hooked on gambling very early in the Jewish tradition.
1: <laughs> it's like dice or jacks, but better. So wait, how do you win? Is it depend on what letter it lands on?
2: Yeah, the letter, it's like a give me, it's like an uno. You take two, you reverse, you give one, and you just keep spinning until you're all out of out of uh, candy, and then you go home and eat it all and get sick because it's not good chocolate. I guess there's Uh. probably some gourmet gelt out there, but I never experienced it.
1: (laughs) Now we've got to do a Google search for gourmet gelt. We're looking for you. Yeah.
2: We weren't a very, very religious household, though we did go to synagogue now and again. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely around holiday season is when the Jewish foods came out. The other thing for Hanukkah Vogue is uh, because it is a celebration of some oil That went on ridiculously long for the rededication of a synagogue after the Jews like held out against the idea of basically assimilation Mm -hmm. (laughs) into other people's traditions, which makes the whole Hanukkah as Jewish Christmas very ironic. Mm hmm. So these Maccabeans, these strong warriors kind of like, you know, fought off the, the Greeks who were trying to get religion banned and all that out of the stuff that they used to do all the time, especially Judaism. Uh, and they held out and then they were able to reconsecrate a temple with some oil that was only supposed to last for one day, but it lasted for eight days. So this miracle of energy efficiency uh, has now created.
1: I have seen the Rugrats episode. OK, I know. Yeah, yeah, things. you got
2: it. You got it. Okay. You got it. So so fried foods are like a big deal in honor of that oil. So you get the latkes, which are these, you know, if done correctly, these very thin, crispy potato pancakes that are not too dense, uh, but that are also unique in their sort of flavor it's not like a potato cake that one might find at a place like arby's it it Ew. definitely can be messed up there's there's essentially two levels vogue yes. of of laka there's master champion great laka and then there's crap and the rest of it's just crap there's no in between there's no semi good laka's you either got shit or you ain't
1: it's either damn delicious or uh uh-uh. uh yeah. Okay, well, good. I want some damn delicious latkes. So where can I find damn delicious latkes, David?
2: Whoever my mom got them from. (laughs) So that's... And so you're going to have to do some exhuming and there might be a seance. And rest rest in peace, rest her soul. Uh, I don't know where they came from. There was a time... When old school bagel mania, uh, which is now on a lot of people's no-no list for reasons we've talked about on this podcast, Mm. used to kind of make them in bulk. And we would go there when it was Harry's Bagel Mania over on Swenson and Twain.
1: Come on, Cross Street.
2: Yeah. And there are places all over town that have Hanukkah menus and you can't have a Hanukkah menu without there being a latke on there. So what else do you and your partner eat for Hanukkah? Oh, well, we try to make our own stuff. And that was on the agenda for the first night of Hanukkah. But things happen. So we went uh, down the street and got some excellent brisket over at the El Cortez Hotel and Casino. They nailed it you with the brisket. You went to the El Cortez. For- well, El Cortez has a Hanukkah menu, man. And it's it's excellent brisket and all the stuff that went around it.
1: I don't think I've ever eaten a meal in El Cortez.
2: I, uh, the lacas were, were not my favorite. But they're a matzo ball factory, too, inside El Cortez in uh, their coffee shop, Seagulls 1941. They have a Hanukkah menu. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma.
1: Are there other restaurants or <laughs> shops you go to to get your Hanukkah goods?
2: I've tried a couple of different places in town that offer latkes. And and I'm going to do this again to you. Some of the best ones I've had just aren't around anymore. They're just restaurants that have folded. So I'm still on the hunt for the great Las Vegas latke. Yeah, Which sounds like a really off-brand Charlie Brown special. I
1: was just going to say the, that's the episode the,
2: title now. The yeah.
1: hunt <laughs> for the great Las Vegas <laughs> latke i've
2: got some hope that uh actually honey salt which is a pretty high-end restaurant has some and we went over there actually yesterday as well but we were in that transition time so we didn't have access to it and they stopped doing their hanukkah menu they stopped on tuesday night next year we could try that one
1: yeah
2: there's a place called hearthstone over at red rock And they've got a Hanukkah menu, got some challah bread and potato latkes that have dill creme fraiche on it and and shallots and capers, which I'm hoping would be like fried capers, which is like kind of my favorite. And they're doing like a fancy beef brisket with the pearl onion, which is pretty traditional and stuff like that. Brisket Um, keeps coming back doing a babka bread pudding. So that might be a, an adventure to go check that out, but I can't vouch for it, but I will definitely crap on it if it's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got to make up your So back.
2: <laughs> You got to, you got to. But no, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. And then, you know, any deli in town um, is going to have some variation of a latke pretty much on their menu. And they're all serviceable. I haven't found one that I love yet. And now, you know, I have friends who probably swear by a specific deli. But uh, you know Weiss's Deli. I know we talked about that on the on the podcast. You get to talk to Brent Holmes about that Bagel Cafe. They're staples. I always enjoy meals over there. I, you know, it, it's unfair to compare them to the fantastic deli experiences I've had in places like New York and L.A. But you know, is <laughs> what it is. You get what you get. Las Vegas. We've we've had some good places in the past.
1: So. <laughs> How have you seen Las Vegas's Jewish community evolve since you were a kid?
2: Oh, that's a big old question. And do
1: you think that that's like reflected in the availability of Hanukkah foods?
2: You know, it might. There was more of a like concentrated population of Jewish people in my youth. There was one synagogue for almost ever, you know, the first 40 years almost of Las Vegas history, was just one synagogue and everyone kind of gravitated towards that. If you observed, and there was a Jewish community center and then more and more people moved to Las Vegas, obviously more and more places of worship. So with sprawl came the dissolution of that. So all the people who used to live in walking distance, which is a thing Mm -hmm. to the synagogue because observant Jews tend to walk to synagogue, moved to all different parts of the valley you know, Green Valley and Summerlin and everywhere else. And so the old Jewish synagogue, which was basically in the Huntridge neighborhood, 17th and Oki, all all those people moved away. I don't have many friends who I had growing up who lived in that neighborhood who still do. And there's still, you know, a vibrant Jewish community center essentially in Las Vegas, they do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, There used to be a thing and it might still be around, but now that I'm not on the market anymore as it were, (laughs) they used to have a thing called the bagel ball every Hanukkah, which was kind of like a uh I don't know what you call Singles it. Singles mixer. Dance, a mixer. A mixer. Yeah. Definitely a, a festive. And that's what at the end of the day, Hanukkah is, even though it's yet another celebration of almost being killed by people, um, surviving, but not, yeah. <laughs> surviving. Uh, it's more of a festive one, you know. There's also a thing that happens, like in the downtown area, and I guess they're doing it double double this year. But they'll have a lighting of the big menorah in the public square. Oh, and dope! Some people dress up like dreidels and spin around, and it's uh, a whole thing. I don't know about that. It's a that, whole thing, but um, yeah, not for reals. Yeah. Until you've seen the dancing dreidels, Vogue, you just, you really haven't experienced Jewish Vegas.
1: Okay, I'll make my way to it. Uh, so I taught at a at what well, I think it was actually the Jewish Community Center, but I taught at a space and they served as matzo ball soup. But I was told mm. there's a right way to make it and a wrong way to make it. So that levels one and two, kind of how you mentioned. So what is the right way to make matzo ball soup?
2: Okay, this, again, I'm always equivocating. It's a matter of personal preference. You could have the hard, small matzo balls. What do you think? I like the fluffy matzo balls. I like a nice, clear broth with simple things in there, Mm. uh, a, a little bit of celery, a little bit of carrot, and some thin onions that are clear, when you when you were holding them up. Hmm. Uh, just the right amount of salt. Not too salty, but definitely noticeably salty, if that makes sense. <laughs> to me, that's the perfect matzo ball. But everyone has their preferences. And I, I do like the matzo ball soup at El Cortez, even though once again, they, they put a lot of chicken in it and that might be a little too much, but it is a, it keeps me warm.
1: So we hear that you have a very special Hanukkah recipe connected to your family history. So we want to know what's your secret to making an excellent babka?
2: Ah, babka. Well, here's the funny part. As I've mentioned on the pod before, and um, certainly tell anyone who will listen, I do come from a long line of bakers. My grandparents immigrated to the United States. They landed in Chicago in the early part of the 20th century. They had a kosher bakery that lasted all the way into early 1960s. Um, But it predates me. Uh, And while they had all the things, uh, I wasn't part of that. My dad didn't really pass that on to me, right? So... My connection with babka actually comes from that one episode of Seinfeld where babka was at the center of everything. (laughs) So that's that's my Jewish tradition. So uh, I got a book on uh, as a gift, modern Jewish baking. It's a perfectly excellent babka recipe. You could do so many different variations of sort of filling. I do like the chocolate best. Um, Mm. I'm also a big fan of rugelach. And uh, rugelach is another dessert that you could have around this time. Yeah, really could have any dessert at any time. The, the main <laughs> thing, though, for Jewish uh, celebrations at Hanukkah is really the jelly donut. Again, that fried food. And good luck finding, you know, the perfect Jewishy jelly donut. I just go to Krispy Kreme when I'm in a bind, and I just, I call it Krispy Kreme, and oh, I'm good. I'm good.
1: <laughs> Whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> okay. David, thank you so much for sharing about Hanukkah food.
2: You know, I'm just extra festive when it comes to the holidays.
1: I was like, I don't If you would just answer one question directly, it would make Never. my damn day. Never.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to make a batch of perfect latkes, and I'm going to just open up the front of my house until they shut me down for no business license, and I'm just going to feed all of Las Vegas our latkes. No, you're not. Come on by, y'all. <laughs>
1: All right. So, David Figler, <laughs> thank you for sharing Vogue
2: Robinson, Hanukkah
1: happy, traditions and
2: foods. Happy Hanukkah, my friend.
1: Happy Hanukkah.
2: Enjoy every night uh, as though it was a party. Party like it's Hanukkah every night.
1: David, what's happening around town?
2: Well, Vogue... Average gas prices in the valley have dropped below $4 a gallon for the first time since February. Experts say that's partly the result of refineries once again operating at full strength, as well as falling prices for crude oil. Sounds good. Fossil fuel addicts rejoice! Meanwhile, the state is having a contest to name a snowplow right here in southern Nevada. Go to the Nevada Department of Transportation website to enter and do it by December twenty sixth. But please don't don't name it Snowy McSnowplowface or Zamboni Maroni. We could do better, Las Vegas. We could do better.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, please send it to a friend and go try latkes so we can all argue with David about what is best. Leave us a review and rate the show and definitely subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. Cue
2: music. Diggle, 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 diggle. Special Hanukkah edition.
1: (laughs) In blue writing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna tell y'all a terrible brand thing, my Gentile perspective, okay.